Welcome to Live with Dawn Marie here at Dawn Marie Healthy and Fit, where we bring you incredible stories from around the world. And today we are honored to bring you Mel Greenberg, the author of Running with Your Eyes Closed, number one best selling book. And today we get to hear all about how she wrote it and her life story. Stay tuned. Welcome, Mel. Thank you so much for coming on today. I'm super honored that you are taking the time to talk to us about your fabulous life, traveling the world, having children, going through adolescence, and becoming the best-selling author of Running With Your Eyes Closed. So I am just honored beyond belief, and the book is incredible. Thank With you. I'm so grateful to be here and for your time. Thank you so much, Don. Thank you. So... In the beginning, we were talking, you've always been a writer, you've written all your life, that was your career, you've been, you're a mother, you've traveled the world, you live it all, you've done it all, and that is just so inspiring and so amazing, and then to become a number one best-selling author. That, there you go, that's just the cherry on the top of this incredible life that you have. So. While you were a mom and you were going through raising children and you were already, that was your career writing, did you find yourself writing little stories here and there as the children were growing up? Not so much. I journal a lot, so I, I channeled my writing that way. And through, um, I still did marketing for our companies and advertising. So mm -hmm. not really stories and fiction. And this really was my first venture into the fiction arena. Yeah. So, um, but journaling absolutely got me through many, many times in my life. Yes. Yeah. Especially in those times of when our kids are super young, right? And it's kind of like, <laughs> I need a little bit of time to myself. So you were able to journal your life and really embrace it by writing it down. Right. So, Mel, tell me what was the best part of writing this book? Uh, oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, and, and to anyone out there, the idea of writing a novel is so overwhelming and, and it seems insurmountable when you start so just accomplishing it whatever came from that I was proud of for starting and finishing um, I didn't know that it would leave me where it has today and I'm grateful for that as well but the experience doing it and then publishing and all the people I've met um, the greatest experiences has been that it's been where I get to go and and um, doing, we spoke about this, you know, mm -hmm. tours and things and just engaging with people who have connected with the story and the characters, yes. um, have been amazing. The first book club appearance I did was surreal because there were about 20 women discussing the stories in depth and the characters and layers of characters and their relationship and arguing with each other <laughs> about why they agreed with something Samantha did or didn't do or what that, you know, how they would have handled it. And I truly just sat there with a glass of wine and I felt like I was watching, I wasn't part of it uh -huh. because it was so surreal to me. Like characters truly had taken on life and they had resonated so deeply that that actually compelled me to know that, that the, the series was going to be impactful and her journey was important and her story was, you know, needed to continue to be told. Yeah. That's, it was awesome. <laughs> That's incredible to be able to sit back and listen to people talk about your novel and kind of like you're filming a movie with the women going back and forth and talking about it. That's just the, that it's an absolutely it inspiration was. and incredible. Uh, yeah. Wow. So we know that you are going to venture into writing more of the novel. Yes. Did you hear me? The, this was book one. Yeah. And it, uh, I'm here. Yeah. Okay. I, the This was book one. Yes. So, am I listening to you? No, I can hear you now. Mm hmm. Oh, okay. I prepared, read it, and we're going to be 
Um, um, and booked, and booked, it does, it does a cliffhanger. I will just put that out there for those who, they're standalone. It's a series that kind of, you know, think about what you talk about reading it. Great. Um, each book, though, part of a series, mm-hmm. it's alone on it. And so we're going to pick up with Samantha three years later. And in a very different place, emotionally, physically, and I'm sorry. Uh, I keep losing you. Your connection is really, really weak. It just keeps, I, yeah, your connection just keeps looping through. There, how's am I back? No, I can hear you audio, audioly, but I cannot hear you. I, I can't. don't know what to do. Um, no, that's better. Whatever you just did, I can see you now, and it looks great. Okay. There you go. Right. Got it? <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I have a move, but yeah, we'll, we'll, fortunately we can edit this, yeah. Okay, so with that um, being said, it's going we're, to be... We're being 2020, do you know We're that, being right? 2020, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like broken up and moving forward, and then you kind of get pulled and sucked back in. And, and what's coming. You know what? That is what life is all about. And exactly. that is why your novel hit so many women's hearts and men's hearts. And I know men read it because they need to know what goes on in our our minds and sometimes they don't want to admit it so they actually read these novels to try to figure out life i've had so many male readers reach out because for a reason like they said that the male character touched them and also it gave them such insight into their wives Mm-hmm. And you know they would discuss it. Their wives would read it and say, "You got to read this." And then you know they would kind of begrudgingly move along and say, "All right, I'll read you know a romance novel." And they it really it brought them together in a way to to have discussions um, about the topics of we've been married thirty years now. What and you know it, it again? It was it. I loved that that review because it, it's true. They were I mean heartbreaking, but they're real. They're all of us. You know, none of us are perfect. We're just trying to figure it out. And I love that you just said that. None of us are perfect. We're not perfect. And we are trying to figure out life every single day. And that fact that your novel was able to connect that massively throughout the world is incredible. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm glad. I'm glad because especially in these times and more so now mm-hmm. that anything that we can read that, that we can connect with, that helps us, you know, dig a little deeper into our being and understand our journey a little stronger and, and a little um, differently. Yes. Um, give us some ground to walk that, that's more clear. It's yes. good. Exactly. So I'm grateful. Amazing. I love all of that about you and that you are able to connect all of it together. So with all of that, you've also, um, at a young adolescence, you had struggled through your own life through school and if you may i um your mom you lost your mom yeah to breast cancer and i do know that with every book sold you do give a little bit of the proceeds to um one of your foundations that you support and Mm -hmm. thank you so much for doing that because Breast cancer is definitely something that needs to continue to find a cure and research in that. And I'm honored that you do that with your book, with everyone that picks it up. And um, also, you have just literally traveled the world uh, vastly. So tell us about the most funnest adventure you've ever had. Well, I think you've actually done many adventures, but... When you look yeah. back on your life, what was the one that really resonated with you, pulled you together, and then is it a part of your story in the novel? Well, um, hmm. loaded questions. Um, Italy, is my, <laughs> Italy is my heart and soul. My maternal um, grandmother's family is from Italy, and, and I have a very deep connection to the country and the culture. Um, so that's soul and separate, but we've had, I mean, I, we've had so many 
beautiful trips. And, and I think this last time we were in two summers ago, we were in Italy and Greece and we realized that part of travel is, is staying and connecting with the people of the country. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, we stay in, we love to stay in nice hotels and, and experience a luxurious lifestyle. However, more of our enjoyment comes from spending time in the towns and sitting, you know, at the cafes all day or what, and really getting to know people. And we have really dear friends from every corner, literally of the world that we still are in touch with because of that and, and understanding. And I think that's so important now, um, that understanding differences and our, our visceral differences Mm -hmm. that being open to appreciating and respecting those differences makes us all better humans and, and in the end, a better planet. So I think that garners my most enjoyment. And when we were young, we, our children traveled with us mm-hmm. and seeing the world through their eyes and now seeing them, we travel now with them as adults again. It, that is incredible. Yeah. So, I mean, there hasn't been one place, I, I mean, other than Italy is its own little... I loved Italy when Italy I was there. Up here, it's separate, so we won't discuss <laughs> that. It's number one in my heart, my soul, everything. But there are so many places and we've had so many beautiful trips. Um, and actually I did a good portion of writing, running with our eyes closed in Bali. Wow. The, again, the culture and the people there just lent itself to, to being an incredibly open, creative environment to, for that to, to start coming out. Yeah. That's incredible. I mean, and I do believe that as writers and an author myself, that you really capture things that have embraced you, things that have broken your heart, things that have become tragedy in your life. And it's a gift to be able to capture all of those things and put it on paper. Well, in, I think and that's one of, one of the, a lot of the feedback, one of the things that I love is are the comments from people that have never been to Italy yeah. and after reading my book feel like that when they go there to, it takes place, place primarily in Florence, but also Venice and the countryside, that when they go there, they'll, they want to go to the places in the book. They, they feel like they'll know exactly what to do and, and have already experienced it. And people that are familiar with and have traveled there comment on how I captured the, the, the life the lifestyle, the culture, and and the the geographics of it all, and um, it's it's an honor for me to, to get that kind of feedback. Yeah, um, and it's actually ironically enough, it's turned into me being able to write for travel and and, and hotel you know destinations, and I really enjoy that, and and I'm hoping to do more of that. That's incredible. I um, love that's that. That's a that's a bonus on top yeah, of everything else. Yeah. Yeah. That is incredible. Thank you so much for sharing that part with us. That's, um, wow. I mean, when I, um, I do remember when I traveled abroad um, for an entire summer in 2017, uh, it was incredible. We went to Venice and Italy and, well, Italy, Venice. Um, we went to uh, the south of France. We went to um, Monaco. We were in Paris. Like we went everywhere. And the one place that really like captured my heart because I'm an artist at heart and went to art school was, um, the museums in, oh, why am I drawing a blank? The Statue yeah, of David? No, it's uh, oh, Florence. It's, it's, Florence. It's, yeah, yeah, it was just, it, it was incredible. And when I wrote about that, I literally was like reliving every single moment. And So I love that because in my, Samantha and Michael meet in the courtyard of the Uffizi. Ah. That's where they originally met in the story. So, yeah. Love that. Oh, my God. And I swear the history comes alive when you're there. Yeah. Like you literally feel it. It's everywhere you go, every corner. Okay, total Netflix plug. But and it's not a paid partnership. <laughs> <laughs> have you watched have you watched Medici the Magnificent? Of course. Okay, so my family has given me the hardest time because I've watched it twice. I'm obsessed because the old city then is the old city now. And watching it I feel like I'm there. 
again and it's just it's i love it everything and, yeah <laughs> i yeah and i'm even watching the the i believe it's netflix uh rain the 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 show about it's called rain and it's okay. about the king of france and the queen of scotland and they talk about the medicis oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. everything and i just i love that part it's incredible i'm like addicted to that show right now but yeah, yeah i love history and i love just about italy yeah you know i'm gonna sh i want to share a quick story about yes. what i talked about earlier about meeting people and uh, this phenomenal story and I've, I've actually shared it in detail on my Instagram page you can scroll through for anyone who wants to but when we were there a lot, two summers ago we, we started in, Mik in Athens in the Mykonos and my oldest son and his now fiance joined us where she got engaged at a friend's restaurant in Athens but my husband and I were in Mykonos and we met this incredible young woman and she was out staying at our hotel and we were all out at the beach for the day and we ended up, she invited us to join us. She was going to one of the bars for dinner to see the sunset, which is, is Scorpios. In the, and if you don't know the Mykonos and you're there, check it out. It's amazing. But, so as we get to know her, she's a phenomenal young woman. She's traveling alone. Turns out we're Jewish. So that needs to be said. She is Palestinian. She's from Amsterdam. She, we had the most incredible conversations her her family is quite politically involved in that connected in yeah right and so i mean it was there was a moment when we're sitting there going look what we're doing here then we all ended up at this restaurant katrine and the woman who owns the restaurant became her friend and was so entranced by the fact that we were had established this connection and we moved beyond like we truly connected as people, not yes. stereotypes, not religious beliefs, not differences. And there are significant differences and those aren't going to change, but we honor each other and respect each other. And we are dear friends to the day. And she's visited my children in LA. She will be at my son's wedding. Aww. And I just, I, that's what I really meant when I said, when we travel, we really seek to, to connect with people. And I think that the only when you truly do that, do you get past all the, and I don't know how clean I have to be, so I have a potty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll keep it G-rated, but, you know, all the stuff that's out there now, the hate. And you can only get past that if you accept people at their point. Yes, and, you, and, and for you who they are. Yes, not, not, a, not a religion, not a, a nationality, not a political persuasion, but as a human. Exactly. So when, you, when you connect as human beings, you can't hate somebody. I mean, I can't look in someone's eyes that I talked to that we have the conversations we had, yeah. regardless of her religion, and have anything but love for her. Yeah. And I love that you just said that, especially with us being in 2020, which has been a year of turmoil. And, yeah. you know, the both of us as being writers and authors and capturing all of that, you can find so much good within all of that tragedy and the fact that yeah. you're talking about it and traveling the world and i think that's why i also still love to travel and i will travel until i can't travel anymore living with you. multiple sclerosis but i have friends from all around the world mm -hmm. that i either met in person or i haven't met yet but yeah. we've built this incredible bond mm -hmm. and yeah i don't judge you for where you come i don't care what kind of car you drive or where your home is or how much money you have or what is going on i want to know you as a person, person and like really resonate with you and look in your eyes and and feel your words and feel your expression that it makes my hair turn and yeah. stick up and well i i think that there is an um our, our main business is we have a financial advisory firm and my husband said when he talks to people of different persuasions of whatever, mm -hmm. it, he always seeks to find some common ground and you can if you take the time and you're open. If you don't just shut down and say, oh, you think this, then I can't talk to you. You can always find a common ground and, and if you can, then you go from there. Exactly. And whatever can come, can come. But if you can always find even if it's one tidbit, maybe you grew up in the same town. I mean, who knows? But you can find something, and if you can at least latch on to that one commonality of decency and good, and there is one in everybody, that yes. then you can, you can grow from there. I love that, and I love that you just expressed all of that because it's so true. And we all are worth billions of dollars. 
not financially billions of dollars, ourselves as a human being and what we have to offer the world, we're worth billions because we're the only person, we're priceless. We're the only ones that will exist in this body form, this brain, this voice, this right. this like everyday life with this spirit and this energy exactly and when we really look at life in that perspective the world changes completely and completely. that's where we need to keep continuing to go mm -hmm. and yeah. yeah absolutely i'm hopeful, I'm hopeful. i i believe there. that we will get there and because yeah. we are you know it is humanity, and that is what we need to continue to follow. Yeah. Well, it's, and what's the choice? I mean, what I've lived through, what you deal with every day, you mm -hmm. have a choice how yeah. you live. And the choice is to, to be hopeful and to keep going until, like I love that you said that, until you can't. Until you can't. Right. And yeah. then there's still a way that you still can. You still can. Yeah. yeah. You can do it virtually. You yeah. can do it through reading your book. Your book takes me on an adventure, whether I can move or leave the home at all or music takes you on an adventure so it no matter what life throws at us the the torment the guilt the insanity the happiness the birth of a baby life in general yeah you can we, choose, you can you choose. Process it. <laughs> yeah and to become an author and a writer that you are and to be able to inspire that through your works is just a really honorable and true gift and i completely love you and acknowledge you and honor you as a woman that you're going to continue this series and continue to move it forward let's okay. hope it does get to netflix one day that, that would be my, amazing okay, so that, hands of god that's my dream it needs to be it needs to be Especially i love that and right now to to have it and to, to have it, the characters that connect the way they do, but also to have that escape chance. Yeah. You know, who doesn't want seven days in Italy? Come on. I want more. I want to go back to Italy. I, I want to go back somewhere. I just want to get back on yeah. a plane. I, <laughs> I want to go back to no more masks and hugging somebody because I miss you. And I just want to embrace you and not worry about whatever. Oh God, that's the hardest thing for me because I am Italian. I'm a like huggy, you know. I'm yeah. And I just always go in for the hug and I catch myself like, oh, oh God, wait, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I don't want to offend you and I don't want to hurt anybody. But so it, it's just a natural instinct. I, I do long for those. I long for days those days. It, it's yeah. been too long. I, I want them back. I want them back. Yeah, we'll get there. I'm 100% there. I want it back. Yeah. <laughs> So let me ask you a couple of questions. So you are a writer, you're out of college, you love writing, you're doing articles. Now you're even being asked to write about travel and where you've been for traveling companies. What else do you see yourself writing? Do you want to write and produce movies? I, um, like screenplays? What? Do you want to write a screenplay? I, I would like to actually turn Adapt, Running With Our Eyes Closed, and the series yeah. to screen. Then yeah. Go for it. Go for it. And don't take no for an answer. I'm really big on, I okay. never take no. <laughs> Although when I'm not feeling good, I'm like, no, I can't do it. <laughs> but, you know, that's how I raised my children with that, both my husband and I said, Never accept no because no is easy and lazy. It, so it makes them work for the yes. Yes. Don't don't take no. And answer. I'm like, okay, you, well, you find a way. if you're telling me no, it that means exactly what you want. Yeah. And it may not look exactly as you know you had envisioned, but you can get to a yes on some level. Exactly, and that is moving forward in your life every single day. So. Mm -hmm. If you get a no, that just means that door is temporarily closed. But you've got yes, I mean, a billion more. Yeah. Just so, just keep going. So, yeah. I'm gonna pray yeah. and keep it in my good thoughts that Thank this you. will okay. get to becoming Netflix, HBO, wherever it can go. We're gonna get. We gotta get there. We just gotta keep gotta putting that positive energy out into the world. I love you. Thank you. Out into the world. Yes.
That's what you got to do. All right. So I want to know a little bit about how you felt the first day you did something in life. It could have been from a childhood or recently that you felt like you failed. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and what did you learn from it? If, if you ever thought that you failed at anything, and what did you learn from that? I think, and I don't know if, like, if it's one in capsule of failure, but um, sometimes I've stepped away too quickly from something mm -hmm. and not, not given myself the time to work through it and justified it. But I, so that, and it comes out of fear. Like I, like I can do this now, 30 years ago, I couldn't. And when I was in working in television, I was behind the scenes writing and producing. I was always approached to be on screen. It petrified me. I, I couldn't even imagine doing it. Wow. And I, like now I don't care because I'm 60 and if I, if I screw up, I, it's fine. <laughs> like I don't, but then I was definitely afraid of that kind of failure yeah. and I but should I, have done that. I wish I had pushed that harder. And now when I do do things that I'm afraid of and I push through them, I get that feeling of success and I'm so proud of myself for doing it. Then I'm like, why don't ever doubt yourself? Just, just love that. And do it. <laughs> that is the best expression I have ever gotten on any interview when I asked that question because because it truly wasn't a failure it was the fight-or-flight that we all have when we are not comfortable with our personal environment right? right and that is something that you have to continue to learn and grow and that's what you did and now you are teaching the young ones and anyone that listens to this podcast or watches this IGTV, they could be doubting themselves at this moment. But you've proven that it doesn't matter what happened back then. It's where you landed up today. Right. And that is fantastic. Because yeah. I don't believe we ever fail at anything. I agree with that and I, I say that too like everything that and, and and when I do these these kind of talks people you know touch on my past because from the outsider you look at it and it, it was heartbreaking and, and it yeah, was yeah but it all brought me here exactly every, failure, every sadness every heartbreak every success got me exactly where I am today and that is where I'm supposed to be so it's all good and it all worked out in the end yeah. and it's a beautiful journey and yeah, so I don't ever like using the word failure, but it's a way for me to get you to like look back, but then see how far you've come. Yeah, thank you. You know? Yeah. 20 years of therapy didn't do that. <laughs> it just took a couple minutes with me on Live with Don Marie. Oh, next week, the same time. <laughs> next week, same time, same channel. <laughs> or you can just call me anytime and we'll just do coffee talk. Um, yeah, so what was the greatest impact in your life meeting a complete stranger? What time frame was it and how did it impact you to bring it still with you today? Hmm, let's think. Well, probably I would go back to a mentor that I had um, early on in my professional career, um, and she was—I was with um, NBC Radio in DC, and her name was Camille Bohannon, and her then ex-husband um, was Jim Bohannon. So they'd been in radio, and they—I mean—they were seasoned, experienced, beautiful professionals. And she was much older than I, and she became a friend and a mentor and she gave me such sage advice at a young age about how to approach the business and my dreams and to believe in myself mm -hmm. and, I, and I still I do think about her often because I was all over the place I didn't know really what directions to take and, yeah. and uh, so I, I she still resonates with me her, her words and things that she said to me I and how she guided that. me early on yeah I love that because 
she was that purpose for you at that moment in time in your life. Yeah. And that is something that continues to stay within your heart and soul where something else is going to happen to you and you may use some of those words that still are with you from her to help somebody else along their journey. And that's a true gift. And when we start to really realize and put our phones down and listen, and the thing that I love about overseas, cafes. And I know you know this. Because the cafes, you don't look at each other. You sit and you look out. And then you talk sideways and you're like shoulder to shoulder, right? Right. And you experience and you hear everything mm-hmm. around you. Mm-hmm. And we love that. It yeah. resonates with you and it really brings you to life. And mm-hmm. I believe moving forward with here 2020, 2021, that's where we really need to focus on and moving forward and really yeah. teaching each other. Mm-hmm. It's not because we graduated from college and we had the best degree or we went to the best college yeah. here or there. It's us. It's all of us to continue to pick that up and be that next person to embrace that person's life. Right. Yeah, that's beautiful. And beautifully articulated. Yeah, and you know, the fact that she embraced you and it still resonates with you today is a beautiful gift. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm so happy that you got that because not all of us get it and not all of us really resonate or listen to those special gifts. And yeah, well, I think that's, you know, I think that that people come into people's lives and whether you're ready for their appearance and what they are bringing to you, Mm -hmm. you know, matters. And you may actually, they may affect you and you may not realize it until decades later. I don't think I realized at that time didn't imagine that I'd be feeling what I felt that I would bring her up now, honestly. Yeah, yeah. See, it just it's just these simple little things mm-hmm. that spark that light of remembrance and where can I go forth and how she helped me, how can I help the next? Right. Yeah. Right. And it's taken that moment in time, right? And if you're in a Starbucks line and you're busy, well, What's going on with the person in front of you? What's going on with the person in the back of you? Put your phones down. Say hello. How are you? What's yeah. going on? Where are you from? Because that yeah. the, the whole situation is seven degrees of one person. Right. I don't know where that started. Kevin Bacon, right? <laughs> Something like yes. that. Yeah, exactly. And, oh, because it literally goes from you the connections that we have that is this gorgeous web of life really brings us to who we are and what we can bring to the world. Yeah. And I love that you brought that into your book. And I love that you bring that into your work every day. And yeah, you're just, you're phenomenal, Mel. You're just amazing. So who do you most admire in your life and why? It doesn't actually have to be perfectly like in a part of your life. It could just be something that you admire most in life. Uh, no, I will say I, I admire my husband. Um, and and that's not because he's my husband because <laughs> we were married and that is what it's. It's a, we have a lovely marriage and but as a human being and as a father. And, and certainly as a husband, but he, I see him in the world, in the community and what he does and how he handles adversity and, and giving back and how he spends his time. And then consequently, what that has shown my two sons, how to be good men, how to be good citizens. So, and so those are, that's a quality that I admire. I, I, I admire that. him deeply. I love that. So I need to ask, is no, your husband's <laughs> character a little bit in the book? No, because you 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 just brought up so many amazing things about your husband. So when yeah. you talk about the gen, the 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 lover in the book, the you know, it, is a little bit of that your husband? Probably. Yeah. You know, I don't think there's any any one thing I can pin down. I will, and I've said this because people always ask if it's a memoir, which it's not, other than the fact that she's a, she's an empty nester, um, and they are 
questioning their life. Um, I think probably what would resonate through is their relationship to each other in like playfulness and um, really enjoying each other, yeah. even through difficult times, finding a way to enjoy each other. That would be what I would say would be most like us. Yeah. Like, cause even when things are seemingly impossible or horrible, we, we figure out how to make it positive and go forward. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. That's amazing. And you know, we all see, like forget about those moments, right? But yeah. when you are in the thick of the, the wolves den and everything is coming at you, you got to remember those like little characteristics of what made you fall in love? What brought you out of yes. that tragedy? What moved What moved you forward? And right. when you start to bring those back, it is that, that kismet spark that... It is. And I think when you have been married, and, and we spoke, we've been married similar lengths of time, you know, mm -hmm. a lot, raising children, you either take for granted or you, you just get caught up in the busyness you live, up, you know, life has its way with you. And when you step back... And if you can get back to the point where you say, why, why was this ever, why were we ever a we and why did we start in the first place? If you can actually get back to that point and put everything else aside. Mm -hmm. You, you then go forward from there and it's, it's a beautiful beginning. It's a beautiful beginning and a never ending story of the stars. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what are you most afraid of and what are you not afraid of? Huh. Um, <clears throat> I, you know, I must have, I've, I've had this really odd sense of vulnerability during the, that's come to light these past few months, a result of everything going on in our world. And so I'm afraid of that. I've never really felt vulnerable in that way. I mean, I have faced my own cancer. I have faced demons in my heart. I've just not, I've been lost. I've been up. I've been down. You know, I've run the gamut. I've never felt vulnerable. I've never thought I can't, you know, overcome this. And, and I was in California in June. It was the first time out of my house, out of Arizona since the lockdowns. And, for, and I've traveled myself in, in the world alone. Yeah. And I like that. And I'm never afraid. And I felt so vulnerable. And it really took me back. And I thought, is it because I turned to 60 last January? So is, is it because I'm aging? And at that point, too, I went through this whole thing because of, you know, the CDC guidelines. Like, I was in that, that group, like, you're, you're more vulnerable because you're elderly. I'm like, I'm not elderly. I'm, we are not elderly. <laughs> but I thought, well, is it? I mean... At the end of the day, to some extent, yes, I'm not, you know, 40 may be the new 60, but it's not. Um, and so there was that. And also, because I had had, had cancer, I'm more vulnerable. But and, and then I didn't know what to believe. And I, all of those questions produced this vulnerability that I never had experienced. It's in, and and it's, it, it's still there. I, it has not, I haven't really processed it fully, and I'm working on that. And... That scares me because I just feeling that way. I don't like feeling that way because it can, I don't take life for granted. I appreciate it and it can all end tomorrow without a word or I can get sick and have no choice in it. I mean, it's out, those things are out of my control. Yeah. So I don't fear, I don't fear death or those kinds of, you know, that, mm -hmm. but this vulnerability of it, it's, I don't even really know. The how vulnerability of the unknown of where our life is moving to right now. Like, you know, well, and also not knowing like how to get it. Like usually if I don't know something, I'll, I will get an answer, mm -hmm. whether it's research or ask, you know, whatever. I don't know where to get those answers. And the answers I get are so conflicting that I don't know what to believe so that the vulnerability just keeps growing. So that's my fear. And yeah. I don't fear, not fear endings. I don't fear death. Yeah. I don't fear death either. And I don't fear things ending. Um, but I believe that what you just said resonates with everybody in the world right now. I mean, you have faced so many ups and downs and challenges in your life. You've overcome cancer. You've, you know, you unfortunately lost your mom to cancer. 
you give back to cancer with every book being sold. But everything going on right now, you're right. Both of us are in that time, in that that yeah. spot of vulnerability of anyone that has fought an autoimmune disease, fought heart, whatever it is, multiple right. sclerosis. We're put into that category. And I got to be honest, I don't like categories. All right. There should never be a category somebody goes into because we're all human beings. We're all made differently. And that's what unites us. Mm -hmm. So I don't believe the statistics should be coming out with a category. It is what it is. And we need to continue right. to move forward and find the answers together instead of battling what is put out yeah. into the local press or whatever is going on in the world throughout the world and yeah i don't believe in the category situation i don't yeah. believe that the 19 year old has the answer and the 60 year old is called elderly that's not true we can both learn from each other in life and move forward and that's where we need to continue to move and and grow from and we, there are things that we are fearful of. I'm not fearful of my own life. I'm fearful of like my mom getting ill. I'm fearful of something happening to my loved ones. Yes. That's fearful to me. Yes. Um, I've already faced death more times than I can count. I tried to take my life because of this disease. This disease is constantly in my face and taking me down every day. You face death with cancer. You fought it. You're back. You're living it. You're gorgeous. You're incredible with everything you're doing. And you give back every single time of the books being sold. So those are the heroes to me in life. And with all of that, why are we in categories? We should just be learning from each other. So moving right. forward, I think that with today and going forward and moving let's not be afraid to travel let's not be afraid to love let's continue to embrace and to continue to love because of the person you are not right. the race not the religion not what you have or do not have embrace life yep 100% yeah but yeah, I do. I do agree with the fear. And when someone asks me, I fear more for other people than I do myself. Yeah, and I think that as a mother, you know, certainly. Yeah. I, I, as a mother, yeah. I think that's just a normal instinct. Doesn't ever stop. Yeah. 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 And you know, I fear for you know humanity. Well, that that's. I mean, I think about that. I want a world for them. That is. I want a good future for them. I want mm -hmm. a safe, happy, you know, a happy place for my children to live in. And I, you know, and I, it, it will be. It will be. It, we'll get there. Yeah, it's, I, I do. It's yeah. faith and moving forward. Mm -hmm. Faith yeah. in yourself and faith in what you believe to continue to move forward. Yeah. And I do have faith in humanity. I yeah. do. Yeah, we'll get. We will yeah. get there. Yeah. We yeah. will get there. United we stand. Um. Okay, so what, tell me if I was to ask your husband, what is your strongest quality? What would he say to me? Uh, <laughs> well, it would probably be a double-edged sword because it's my strongest quality, but it's probably my biggest annoyance to him is that, that I just don't say no when I want something. <laughs> I don't take no. <laughs> I, I, I fight and I pride and I, I'm going to get what I need to get done. I love that. And it's that's stubborn. Yeah, yeah it's stubbornness. But that's why you're where you are in your life. You don't take no. Yeah. I took no for so many years growing up because I didn't know who I was. And I was just that child that was never comfortable and thought I could not accomplish anything. And then, you know... I get diagnosed and I got, I went through life just like flowing through. Right. Mm -hmm. And I had a success, successful career and life was amazing and things all worked out, but I didn't know who I was until the disease was facing me right on, on paper. 
Right. And at that moment in my life, I'm like, okay, great. Now I can handle it. And now I'm not taking no. I truly believe that is how I embraced. I mean, that's what got me through to where I am now with getting cancer because I had, because my mother had gotten it and died when I was so young, I, I spent most of my life fearing that I would get it and that my fate, her fate was my fate. And then when I did get it, it was kind of like, oh, okay, you're here. I got it. Let's talk and figure this out. Mm-hmm. And I was no longer a victim waiting for something to happen to me. I was in charge and whatever happened, it was, it was okay. Yeah. It was good. And I would be okay. And I, and I mean, I was blessed with the, the type and, and the treatments and everything I had. I was very fortunate. But if not, and it could come back, and if not, I will deal with that accordingly because it is now. And I gave me the chance, and I actually, that's what I attribute and how I process the events of 2020, that it gives me a chance and gave me a chance to to step back and really appreciate what my life actually was yeah. and wasn't and, and, and would and couldn't be and and to to cherish what I had. I love that. That was so beautifully said. Thank you. And thank you for sharing that. It's just, you know, I think when we're faced with those traumatic decisions in our life, it is one way or the other. You're going to fight or you're going to fly. And you're going to become the person that is why, why me or why don't say why look at it in the eye of what it is face it well also and and i completely agree with that i never thought that because doing in doing so it's saying well if not me then someone else and i wouldn't wish it on anybody no i was you know this happened to me for a reason and what exactly that is i don't know but where i am now is so much better and i'm on such a much better road um spiritually physically emotionally than I was prior to getting it, that I can only say it was kind of a knock at the door saying, hello, you know, like, get your shit together, girl. (laughs) (laughs) And I honestly think that that is the truest of truths, what you just said. We don't want terrible things to happen in life. But, and I don't believe it happens because we're supposed to be in pain or go through tragedy. No, I, don't think so. I believe no, I don't. it happens because we need to learn one way or the other. Are you going to take it right. and turn it into a possibility of truth for others and lead? Or are you going to take it and let it destroy you? Yeah, and resign yourself. And, and resign and, yourself. And, even, and even taking a positive road doesn't mean that that the outcome is going to change but it's what you do in the interim what you do along the road of your journey you know what you're doing as you're going through it that changes and if you can change people like you say impact people around you and make a difference to any one person going forward then then it absolutely you succeeded then you succeed yeah yeah And, and and when you succeed and you succeed from a life's point of view of sharing that tragedy and turning it around that's like getting the best gift in the world. Yeah. You know? It is. And you yeah. really connect. And you really you really connect. Not just mentally, you connect physically, emotionally, spiritually. And you create that bond that will last yeah. forever. Yeah. So and you know, the fact that you've You've done so many things in your life and you've suffered and you've been graced and you've been able to travel and you faced cancer and you won and you're an amazing, crazy wild novelist of moving forward and you're not going to take no for an answer. You're going to get it into the Netflix. It's going to happen. Yes, <laughs> it will happen, um, and it's just going to be incredible. So, okay, normal questions. Favorite food? Pizza. Love pizza. Favorite coffee? Es- uh, espresso. Ah, oh, you are Italian. Um, <laughs> if you go out to dinner and you're enjoying a romantic dinner, do you choose wine, water, or a cocktail? Wine. I love wine. Is it red? 
Depends. Depends on the meal. Okay. All right. No, not on the meal. Not at all. It depends on um, the temperature. Like, it's, but we're in the desert. It's hot. I can't do red wine when it's really hot. Yeah. <laughs> and my mood. And my mood. But and I don't. Do, I drink what I want to drink when I drink want to drink it. I love that. Take charge. Right. Okay. Favorite dessert of all time. You've had it once, and you dream about it every day. Oh, Lord. Um, well, okay. So my future daughter-in-law um, is a baker, Ooh. and she makes cheesecake bites. Her oh, Another shameless plug, Heather Bell's Bakery, Instagram. <laughs> no, these mini cheesecake bites, I'm telling you, it's crap. You think, you know, and that you can eat one and you think, oh, that was so sweet. But I eat like 40 of them. <laughs> I can't stop myself. Oh, my gosh. But that's my, that's my indulgent. I like, I do like sweets, but that's a real indulgent pleasure. I love that. I love that. Okay. One place you've never traveled and you want to go, where would that be? Oh, um, Belgium. Belgium. Wow. Why did you choose Belgium? What is it about it that you want to explore? I do think, well, I just, what I've seen, what I've, I've looked at pictures and friends that have visited. Um, I'm, a woman I met in Naples was from there and she said well, the area where she was from, it, it mm -hmm. was um, the Florence of that region. So that, that got me. But all, and then I, and then the movie *En Rouge*. I have not seen that. Now I'm gonna have to watch it. See it? Oh, I, I, the first seeing that movie, I'm like, I need to go there. And it, I mean, it doesn't depict the most lovely areas, but it was just a great movie. And I was, I just got obsessed with the country, and I want to go there. Wow, so, I love that. If you were traveling across the country or the world, and you found a home that you looked at. And it just resonated with you, like I've this. I need to be here. What would you do? Okay. In turn, like, would I want to go sell everything and move there? Yeah. Would you do it? That, yeah, probably. Yeah. Why not? I love that adventurousness of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or I'd want to. Whether. Yeah, I would try. <laughs> yeah. Because you're not going to take no for an answer. I'm not going to take no. Yeah, I would come home with the pen, or we would see it together, and he would know. I was like, oh, this is never going to end. It's I'm not going to end. I've got to just, we, we're just packing up and going. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I love that you would do that because a lot of us get stuck in what we call the rut. Like, I'm here. This is where I'm supposed to be. I'm not, okay, da 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 da. Sometimes yeah. imagine your life. You're just going to sell everything you own, take the money travel a little bit and then just out of clear pure luck you come across a piece of property and it is yeah. where you're going to reside for the rest of your life yeah and yeah, I, I love that because we don't think that way a lot of us think yeah. okay we're settled we're here right, da, 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 right? yeah you're where you have to be you're where you're you yeah and that's not the way life needs to be I think at this this point too in life, this this age, you kind of um, yeah, the windows are are closing slightly, and um, mm -hmm. you, you don't have as much time to think about things like that. So if you saw something and wanted to do something, you're more inclined, at least we are, to say let's let's kind of figure something out here. Yeah, yeah, and never feel like you're ever stuck where you are. Nobody's yeah. ever truly stuck. You can have people help you get to that next step. Sure. You can always ask for help. And when you learn to ask for help, that's the best gift you can give to yourself. Yeah, and that's hard. I, that's not something I do very easily. You don't, I'm learning. You don't ask for help. Mm. You're, the, you're, gonna, you're the one that's going to get it done and do it all because you do it the best way you know how. I don't even know that it's that. It's just I just have trouble... Asking for, I just have trouble asking and accepting help. Yeah, from people, I just do things myself. 
Yeah. And it's not that I'm not much of a perfectionist. Um, a little bit of a control freak. I thought I was a good producer. But, <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I don't know. I just I just feel I don't want to impose on people. I just, I just, just I'll do it. So that's a hard thing for me. Wow. It's like even hearing these things that you say about me, it's, it's hard to ingest them, like all the compliments. Ingest it and love it because you are a true gift um, and to the world. And I, there's one thing you just said when you were a producer, you just you wanted to get it done and get it moving and mm -hmm. following through. But that's a true gift. Mm -hmm. So it's not a that's not a question that I ask of what's right or wrong, asking for help right. or not asking for help. But at least knowing you have one or the other and you have a choice in life. Absolutely. So when you were directing, what was the most challenging part of that job that you faced every day? Well, not directing, producing, but getting the getting the product that you envision meant to you know, manifest and and have it come to reality. Um whether it was visual or musically or whatever, just having it defined and having, and then when you're dealing with other people, communicating. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times things are lost and the direction of that is lost in the communication and not what I'm saying doesn't translate to someone else in quite the same way. So it's a, it was a you know, learning process. That was the hardest thing. Yeah. And I believe that's really true because don't you believe in life, especially being a director, an author, you know, a mom, a wife, a survivor, You've done the gamut. So, but when you think about life in general, people are not listening anymore, right? People are listening what? to people, <laughs> people are listening to you, but they're but they're pre-thinking what they're going to say, so they're not yeah. actually listening to you. Yeah, and they're they're thinking about how they're going to respond to what you said. They don't finish listening to what you're saying, so the conversation changes. Yeah, so I think that's something that we all need to really get back to. We need to have listening groups. Right. We have therapy like for that. everything else in life, but we need to yeah. have listening groups where one person speaks and you can't be thinking of all the things that you're going to ask because then you're not truly listening. Right. And I think that's a big deal of what's going on in our world. <laughs> So well, I also think that, that, that there's there's a, a speed involved in like everything is hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. So we don't have long drawn out conversations in cafes in you know in Italy, but you have quick conversations, you gotta get to the point, go get it done. So everybody's mind is jumping twenty steps ahead so they're ahead of the game. And and maybe it's not so important to be ahead of the game. It's not important to be ahead of the game, it's important to be in the game. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's that fast reaction of being in the game. And right. I'm I was fail I, I would fail that class from ten years ago. <laughs> I totally would fail it. I'd be like I would be thinking, how do I react? How do I move forward before the next question comes out? And I wasn't listening. And I also wasn't listening to myself. So, yeah. yeah, I think that's that needs to be a new something that's like not we've got AAA, we've got all these support groups. We don't have a listening oh, listeners group. anonymous. <laughs> yeah, listeners anonymous. Like how do you really listen to the world and feel it and then yeah. learn to teach it? Think how much better we would all be. Right? We'd really step back and, and listen to each other without quickly figuring out how we were going to respond to each other. Exactly. Because maybe there, you don't need to respond every time. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta listen and smile and say thank you. It bless yourself. Yeah. Bless your little heart. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. What would you like to say to our audience um, that I was not able to capture during this interview that you would love to share with us? Oh gosh, I would like the everything that you cover, everything that we talked about is woven together that you did a beautiful job. So there's really not one thing. Just I would say that anything that you hold in your heart that you've maybe thought about doing, um, dreamt of doing, imagined, but oh, I could never do it. 
do it. And whether it's, and I went into writing this book with, I may just write this book and, and that's it. And I did it and yay, it's over. And I finished what I started, which is mm -hmm. also a good thing. But whatever came, I was happy for. And, and everything that's come since there is just not mind boggling, but amazing. And so I appreciate that. And it all came from, I can't write a book. I'm not a novelist. I write, you know, ad copy and, you know, whatever, marketing, and but it's very different, and I guess I could, obviously. <laughs> so it's having, just try it, you know, and, and you're, don't believe people that say, don't take no, and you know, that goes back to my bottom line, do not take no for an answer. So true. Have to, just, just do it. Follow do it. Yeah, I love that advice. Thank you so much for sharing that with everybody, and yeah, it's true. It's your life. Don't take no for the answer. If, if that is truly what you want to do, don't listen to the negative vampires over here and over here because those are the people you need to get rid of in your life. Or you need to say, I love you and I want you in my life and I want you in my life, but this is my goal. So support me and love me and bring me along and I will do the same for you. Well, and I think that it's important, it's important to make the distinction between, like, I had incredible support from my family. My two boys mm -hmm. are my biggest cheerleaders and my husband. They were also very quick to knock me back down to earth and, and, and not be critical, but be honest and say this, you know, and I appreciated that, but it was never don't try. Yeah. It was always, well, this is our opinion and maybe this. But don't stop what you're doing and the support it. And I think that's important. And even if they, you know, well, I don't know because I don't live in that environment. If they had said don't, I would have done it anyway. But um, I think that if you live with people who are constantly putting you down, yeah, don't accept that. No, no. And, and reframe it and say, do you know what you just said to me? Let me say right. it back to you. Because then you're helping them along that journey to realize yeah, I can do anything. So let's support yeah. each other and continue to move forward. Right. And again, it's about what your motivation is. And that's yeah. why I started out and set out to write to, to be any of this. And, and now look at you. Tell a story. Right. So the inherent mission in the beginning was authentic. I just wanted to tell the story. And then and everything. And But I think that comes through too, the authenticity of it, of mm -hmm. why you do what you do and you say what you say. And, and that matters in the long run. And yeah. that will always bring you success because it's not always. measured by somebody else's acceptance or non-acceptance of it. It's your fulfillment of your dreams. Exactly. So that is success. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And everyone's success is different. Mm -hmm. You know? Completely. Completely different. And that's an incredible gift. Uh, Do you have anything else you'd like to tell anyone Do you, about the charity that you donate to? This year, this October, it was Tucson Breast Cancer Conquerors, mm -hmm. and um, they provide tremendous support for women going through the process. And and those are some scary times, and in different ways, you know what it's like to be going through all the hearing those things that change your those words that change your life forever, and, and all the, the the procedures and policies or things that follow. Um, so I, I support a lot of different ventures, and it's important to me um, to do that. And you can buy the book on Amazon or mm -hmm. any of any of the online outlets, um, Barnes & Noble, iBooks, um, yeah. and Amazon worldwide, so whatever country you're in. That's great. Um, I love that. And thank you. Thank you so much for honoring me here at Live with Domery. Thank you for honoring my guests and sharing personal parts of your life that inspire the world. Thank you for writing this incredible novel. I I will be first in line to watch the series when it makes it there. Um, and I'm honored that we are friends and that we met through a women's support group. And you are just incredible. Just keep shining and keep inspiring the world through your beauty through your soul through your love 
of life. And I love the quotes that you put on your Instagram. You've got a photo, then you've got a beautiful quote, and then you've got another photo, but all the gorgeous writing in there. When you really take a look at it, it's like reading another novel of your life. And it's very inspiring and very intriguing. So everybody, please follow Mel on her Instagram where she always keeps you updated of what's going on in her life and where she's moving forward because you are a true inspiration and an author, a mother, a friend, a soulmate to your husband and a leader for women. So keep, keep inspiring the world. Thank you, Don. So Instagram, it's Mel Gberg, and I would love it. I'd love to connect with your your beautiful following and what you do is inspiring, and, and you keep doing it, and we will be in touch, and we will stay in touch yes. in this way, and I want to follow you and support you Thank in you what you're so doing. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're amazing. Thank, Thank you. you. You're amazing. You know what? I, I truly believe everybody brings something to the world that is incredible and amazing. And we just need, did, yeah. we all need to embrace each other. Yep. Yeah. So, we're, we're, and we're getting there. We're getting there. We're, we're getting there. We are. And there's always sunshine through the clouds. There's yeah. always sun. So yeah. just keep I'm, moving I'm forward. Yeah. yeah. Thank you once again, Mel. And all of Thank you, you that have not purchased the book, get out there today and purchase it. And it is the best Christmas gift you can give to anybody. So start ordering today. Um, running with our eyes closed. Yeah, running with our eyes closed. It's gorgeous. I wish you had one next to you so you could show everybody. But just go straight to her Instagram and you'll find it right there. Thank you again. I appreciate you. you. Have a fabulous evening, a amazing week forward, and every day after that. Thank you. Goodbye, everybody. Have a fabulous day. Bye-bye. Oops. <laughs> Bye-bye.